Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media. I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent. This is about getting natural resources to help you on your road to recovery from autism with your child. And remember that the definition of recovery is to regain health. And this is everything that I do and what I share is based on the things that I use to recover my own son. And that was after I was told he would not recover. So like you, I was in a place where I felt that my son could recover and I wanted to know what I could do for him. And I wanted it to be natural. I didn't want to drug him. I didn't want to uh, have the side effects and the dangers. And I really wanted to find what the, the causes were of the problems. And so you're hearing more and more about autism being environmentally triggered. And what's happening is the biology of the body is basically getting messed up and these kids are sick and they need to get well. And that's what we want is to make them feel better, be able to be happy and live fulfilling lives. And uh, today my son is doing that. He lives away on his own at college. He is completely over all of his symptoms of autism that he once had. And, uh, and now it is my quest to share these resources with you. And I have created a free online workshop for you called the four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism. And that is to help explain things further and share with you what I can to get your child the optimum results. Stage one is healing the gut. Stage two is natural heavy metal detoxification. Stage three is clearing the co-infections, things like mold, lime, and strep. And then stage four is brain support and repair. And you can register for that free event going on right now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. So I wanted to also, I'm curious if, if you know, you have ever wondered why some children seem to really get better and other children maybe don't and why your child might have even reached a plateau. And it has a lot to do with today's topic, which we are continuing our discussion. If you've listened in the past to a few of these about the comorbid infections of autism. They can mimic the symptoms of autism and cause chronic inflammation in the body and and basically not allow the, the biology to heal. So uh, this is something that I found to be extremely important in my son's recovery and some effects that I have felt from it as well. Today we're going to be ta- talking about the specific one of the specific pieces of those comorbid infections. And so today we'll be furthering our discussion on mold biotoxins. So we are also going to go into natural treatment options for mold for both the person and the premises. It's very important to know that beyond treating the person, you've got to make sure that the premises or what wherever the exposure is coming from is handled and handled properly. And so we have Dr. DeShore, Dr. Jody DeShore with us again today. Very fortunately, she is an expert in this field, a certified mold practitioner under the Shoemaker Protocol and has developed herbal uh, protocols of her own to treat this in a natural way, which is really important. So you don't get the, the side effects of, uh, you know, things that really don't even work sometimes on those antibiotic uh, issues that they'll try to, um, to take care of these things with. I'm going to give you just a little bit of background on Dr. DeShore in case you have not been with us when she's been uh, on with us before. And I 
I have created a page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold where you can get some of the resources that we'll be talking about today, links to Dr. DeShore and more information on mold and how to test will be on that site for you on that page. Um, and and also I have linked to other shows in the past that Dr. DeShore and I have done so that you can, uh, you can go back and listen to those if you like as well. Dr. Jody DeShore is an internationally recognized pioneering clinician in the all-natural plant-based treatment of autism, Lyme's disease, mold biotoxin illness, PANS, PANDAS, nutrigenomics, and autoimmune illness. She works with children and adults in over 27 countries around the world, and Dr. DeShore is a board-certified doctor of occupational therapy, neurology, with a postdoctoral specialization in neurosensory. She is board-certified as a holistic health practitioner and board-certified in integrative pediatrics. Her past training abroad includes specialization in pediatric neurology and multiple naturopathic disciplines in Bombay, the UK, and the US. Dr. Shore is currently pursuing her PhD and board certification in integrative medicine with a special interest in quantum physics. And Dr. Shore is the founder of and director of BioNexus Health Clinic in Marlboro, New Jersey, a center dedicated to plant-based and all-natural treatment methods. So, Dr. DeShore, thank you for being here. Welcome, and I appreciate you returning to, to share with our, our listeners. Oh, it's a pleasure, Karen. Always a pleasure to be here. So what we want to talk about today, again, is why don't we backtrack just a little bit for, uh, you know, there might be some who are tuning in about these the mold biotoxin illness for the first time, and and uh, we want to give a little background maybe in the beginning on what is mold biotoxin illness, and then also how people can test for it before we move into the topic of today, which is the more the natural treatment options available. So can you give uh, give a little bit of background for our listeners? Yes, absolutely. Let's uh, let's talk about what SIRS or Chronic Inflammatory Response Syndrome (CIRS) is. Um, it is pretty much exposure to water damaged building that results in uh, very high inflammation uh, in multiple organ systems in the body. There are many autistic children in my practice. I would say over 60% of children that come to me have been exposed to a water-damaged building somewhere. It could be in therapy. You know, um, as you and I both know, sometimes um, uh, children go into, uh, uh, into these different therapies for a couple hours at a time. And um, like in our previous show, we had mentioned that I would like to go into that a little bit, that 25% of the general population, that is one in four people, this is not one in four autistic children. This is one in four of the general population, which obviously includes autistic children and autistic people, uh, are genetically predisposed to their body not recognizing mycotoxins or mold toxins. So the immune system just never mounts a response. These toxins are not eliminated through the regular detoxification mechanisms in the body, and they can stay in the body forever um, you know, until they are systematically eliminated using the right medicine. Now, um, these children that come to me have, even after we treat them for the other comorbid symptoms that you speak about on your show, that I've spoken about, you know, the PANS, the PANDAS, the Lyme disease, the COVID, uh, the Bartonella, the Babesia, and everything's been treated 
um, and uh, you still have the child uh, that you feel as if you know that there isn't uh, a full recovery from toxins has not been made, uh, or there is, uh, you know, or there is something else going on underneath, and that is when uh, it's it's a, a red flag for me because it's important to understand all of the toxic factors that are making you know the, the comorbid symptoms chronic. We need to recognize um, what mold illness is and and to make sure that, that that you know we handle all the toxins in the child. Okay, and that's great. We're we're going to take a short break right here, and when we come back, we'll go into what it is, what some of the symptoms to look for are, and then we'll uh, move into our discussion also on how to test and how to treat naturally. So you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right back. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's... Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and thank you for being with us today. We are continuing our discussion on the comorbid or the co-infections of autism and why your child might not be getting well and why they can plateau. And today's discussion is on one of those pieces of one comorbid infection, and this is on the mold biotoxin illness. And uh, if you haven't listened, you haven't heard some of the interviews I've been I've done in the past with Dr. Deshore, I have linked to them on the page that was created for today's show at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold. So you'll be able to to easily find those other resources if you'd like to go back and listen to those other shows that are now in the archives and still available for you. So Dr. DeShore, Dr. Jody DeShore is with us today. She is a specialist in this chronic inflammatory response syndrome or mold biotoxin illness. And before the break, Dr. DeShore, you were starting to just give maybe just a brief little bit of background to catch people up who might not have listened in on this before, uh, and then we'll move into, um, you know, more specifics. Like it also might be good for them to understand, you know, some, some symptoms to look for. Yes, perfect. So let's continue with the uh, biotoxin illness. So as I mentioned in the previous segment about the uh, approximately 25% of the population that are, you know, genetically predisposed to uh, having a, a very strong inflammatory response when exposed to water damage buildings. Now, uh, we're talking, now coming back to autism and, and the trend that, that we've been following, you know, with comorbid um, infections, those infections like Lyme disease and, uh, you know, strep bacteria, staph bacteria, mycoplasma, they produce endotoxins. Now, molds 
produce mycotoxins. So endotoxins and mycotoxins, um, studies show us that they act synergistically to elicit a cytokine-mediated inflammatory response. Um, cytokines are uh, found in the body uh, that greatly increase the inflammatory cytokines, uh, greatly increase, I mean, it's pretty much a zero to 60 response for those, um, the 25% of the population pretty quickly. Uh, the mycotoxins, the mold toxins most relevant to biotoxin illness are aflatoxins, okra toxin, you know, penicillium type mold toxins. We all know black mold is dangerous, but black mold is not the only mold. There are different species of mold that have been known to be um, very detrimental to the human immune system, to the human brain. And uh, some, some of those are uh, aspergillus, penicillium, cladosporium. There is wallemia. Of course, there is, you know, stachybotrys of black mold. And uh, some of the toxins continuing about them are, are you know, gliotoxins. Uh, th then there is one that is really toxic to the brain, which is known as uh, trichotoxine. Those are extremely toxins, uh, extremely toxic. They, they've even been used as biological warfare agents. Uh, just, just to give you a, a, a brief, you know, understanding as to how strong uh, that particular toxin is. So when you combine these toxins with the microbial toxins, which are coming from Lyme disease, Bartonella, Babesia, Strep, it becomes a, a pretty heavy-duty um, inflammation response in the body. And uh, mycotoxins are absorbed through the respiratory mucosa, the gastrointestinal mucosa. They can be absorbed through the skin, uh, they can be detected in, in the urine, in, uh, in the uh, gut mucosa, in the brain. Now, the, the uh, indirect damage, often you know, not seen unless you do labs, it can be in the brain, it can be in the gut. They can, uh, the mycotoxins can increase the insulin and leptin resistance, can increase the bad cholesterol or the... Uh, LDL cholesterol, it can increase the uh, clotting factors. And with children, with autistic children, you end up seeing uh, things like, you know, low IQ, uh, lung infection diseases like asthma, chronic ongoing cough. You see reflux, gastritis, irritable bowel, leaky gut. You see um, that they bruise easily, poor growth, you know, uh, poor appetite, uh, increased healing time after uh, small illnesses. They rarely ever get fevers. Um, the eyes have issues. You know, there could be some visual motor issues. Conjunctivitis keeps happening over and over again. Uh, there seem to be issues with uh, being able to see clearly or the visual acuity keeps decreasing often. I, I had one child whose number, you know, his, his eyeglasses, his number kept increasing every couple months. And he would go to, I mean, he was high functioning, so he was able to give us some information. You know, the, the blackboard is blurry again. And mom was like, we just got you new glasses like two months ago. But that is all from um, mycotoxins. And we, we later found out that, that the new apartment that they had moved into in the city 
was uh, was water damaged behind the walls. You know, it was all done up. It looked beautiful. It was renovated. You know, it was a a co-op which they paid an arm and a leg for, but it was in the basement. Uh, it was on the, the underground level, and they were happy because of the close proximity to the underground gym they had over there. But, you know, it just kind of um, uh, backfired on, on the family because this little boy had autism to begin with. But that, that is what happens with the, uh, some of the symptoms that are seen with biotoxin illness after Lyme and co-infections have been treated. This is something too, it's important. Even when you're renting, there are some, some very simple tests that can be done that, uh, that, that you, it's basically kind of a, it's called a hurts me test. It's not that expensive. I mean, it's reasonable for what you get from it. There are a couple of different ones, but, um, I have, I have linked to it. At, it's at the bottom of the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold. And, um, and you can get that, that free download there to, to understand some of the testing options for homes because, uh, you can you can through basically it's a kind of a swipe on a wall in a sense. If you're going to rent something, you're able to test it before you go before you you know sign a contract or a lease. And same thing, testing schools, testing your home, testing grandma's house, etc. So um, we're going to take a brief break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism, and uh, we will be right back. When we come back, we'll talk further about some of these testing options and what you can do. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking about one of the co-infections of autism, the mold biotoxin issue. And this can be exposure from water-damaged buildings, and uh, it can affect the, the brain, neurology, and be a reason why your child might not be getting better. Dr. Jody Deshore is with us, and before the break, we were beginning to start talking a little bit about testing. So, Dr. Deshore, can you go into a little bit about um, how to not only test an individual, but also how to test the premises? Yes. So, uh, first of all, you uh, you know, there needs to be... Uh, very laborious history taking that is required along. It needs to be very in-depth. If there was any history of living in in a water damaged building about the pregnancy, what is the age of the house, what building material is used, you know, are there gutters, uh, are there eye stamps, just just a few tips. And then you you mentioned about doing a a micrometrics test, or it's it, it actually it's not necessarily from that specific lab. You know, there are other labs which now run the Hertz Me or the Ermi. Ermi is Environmental Relative Moldiness Index. Uh, this test is becoming more and more recognized by the general uh, mold testing people as well. You know, in in the uh, the environmental engineers is what they call themselves now. Uh, and many are, are are aware of that test. And yes, it is advisable to run it everywhere, especially if you are seeing the kind of symptoms that I mentioned earlier, uh, the type of HVAC system, because moles, a uh, certain type of uh, uh, brain and immune system toxic moles uh, do grow in uh, in the HVAC ducts and the HVAC system itself, you know, the, the body of the furnace. Um, many people have humidifiers attached to their furnaces, you know, in the wintertime. Simple things like how quickly does the food get moldy if left out in the kitchen or dining room gives you some clue 
uh, too many cardboard bo boxes in the house, musty smells, uh, any travel, any uh, any exposure. You know, like I, I had a patient that went swimming in in uh, back rivers, and she was uh, she was exposed to uh, uh, plankton and algae, and algae, and those can also cause a certain type of uh, ramp up of the biotoxin illness. You know, so. If, if you see that your child was recovering okay, he was doing well, he or she, and uh, you know, suddenly uh, there are some ongoing symptoms, once again, like fatigue, irritability, insomnia, uh, memory loss, word-finding difficulties, if the child is verbal, headaches, dizziness, increased head banging could be one clue, poor balance, you know, whereas uh, there weren't that many uh, motor coordination issues before, gait abnormalities, tremors, clumsiness, muscle pain, uh, abdominal pain, multiple food sensitivities, uh, sore throat without any strep, nasal congestion, post-nasal drip, you know, complaints of pain in the back of the throat, uh, sometimes having those red veins in the eyes, uh, complaining of swollen eyes, uh, blurry eyes, nosebleeds, these are the kind of symptoms that can come from, uh, you know, it gives you a clue that there is a uh, water damage issue going on. The labs to run is called as Dr. Shoemaker's panel, that is blood labs. Now, Dr. Shoemaker does not really uh, recommend any kind of urine testing, but we know that drawing blood from autistic children can be a, a challenge many times. So there, uh, Dr. Brewer is another physician. He's an infectious disease specialist from Kansas City who has, you know, also like Dr. Shoemaker, um, has his own protocol for treating uh, mold exposure. And what he does is uh, he recommends using, uh, uh, using urine testing to detect what kind of mycotoxins are in the body. I kind of agree, you know, because versus not getting anything, it's best to have some sort of testing, so at least we have a, a good background because uh, most parents would like to see what's going on in, in their child's body, uh, and urine testing sometimes is the most feasible way for um, an autistic child to be tested. So uh, a urine mycotox panel should be tested. Uh, I always test for additional toxins, you know, like flame retardants and phthalates and um, uh, a, Toxins which come from um, from plastics like BPA, so there are uh, additional toxin tests which can be run. Again, you know they are urine tests. I also like to look at um, at glyphosate because remember we are looking to address multiple toxins along with the biotoxin because multiple toxins can bind together, and um, you know we are not just looking for mycotoxins at this point. Right? We are looking for biotoxins because it's called as biotoxin illness. So it becomes important to eliminate uh, all of these toxins that could be, could be contributing to the high cytokines and high inflammation, especially um, brain inflammation in the body of a child. Yeah, and this is really important too. The especially the glyphosate issue has risen, and uh, it's getting more and more attention, which it should be. It's uh, the dangerous herbicide uh, Roundup. Uh, it contains glyphosate, and I was just at a, a 
uh, you know, home store two days ago, and it is is just everywhere. And people don't realize the dangers of it. And you can even just you can even have problems with it if you're inhaling it through your nostrils. If you're out, it's sprayed in a lot of our food crops. And I have interviewed uh, Dr. Uh, Stephanie Seneff, who is an MIT professor who specializes in uh, the knowledge around glyphosate and how it can harm the physical body and how important it is for you to know to um, to really do your best to prevent exposure to it. So I will link uh, uh, to that interview as well um, so that you can listen to that in the archives as well on the page that I created. Again, it's at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold. So I will add that to today's, uh, to, to the links on that page. Um, glyphosate is very important to know about, um, as is, uh, you know, all of the other pesticides and, and the air pollution. And, you know, there's so much out there that, yeah, it's, it's there. The co-infections are extremely important to know about, but there are, there's general other detoxification that needs to take place, um, including heavy metals as well. And, uh, and then the, the, uh, the glyphosate can affect the shikimate pathway, which is a pathway in the gut that it can contribute a lot to gut digestive issues, as you see in children with autism. That is huge. And um, making sure that you know how to properly heal the gut and that you're not doing more damage to the gut when you... um, that you're unknowingly doing because some of the foods may uh, contain it or there might be uh, current exposure, which again can happen around schools because they are spraying a lot of uh, the Roundup around schools as well. So that's good to know. And there are some things that you can do about that at your school and awareness. We need to take a short break right here. So stay with us. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism and we will be right back. Hi there. and Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave media and tune in radio and we are talking today about the mold biotoxin issue one of the co-infections of autism that can keep and prevent your child from getting well and so uh, we were talking a little bit before the break about some of the testing and I do appreciate Dr. Deshore that you mentioned urine testing because when I did the blood testing on my son and at this point he was getting closer to, to being fully recovered it was pretty traumatic there was a lot of blood that was needed in that test and I even felt bad that I was even asking him to do it so I love that you brought up that that urine testing has been accurate enough for you to be able to see enough of what you need to see and uh, I know there are a couple maybe if you could tell tell us if there's a generalized urine test that can be used for all of these mycotoxins that will show it or if there's one in particular you really like so people know what to get and then I know there's a couple other tests as well that we want wanted to just uh, mention briefly so I'll let I'll let you take off with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you, Karen. Yes. I uh, just wanted to remind folks that, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Shoemaker does not really agree uh, with, with the urine testing because his work, his research shows us that uh, mycotoxins in urine are, uh, can be strongly impacted by diet. So, and, and I'll, I'll get into that, but um, the, the couple labs, right, there is real-time laboratories. Real-time laboratories uh, evaluates families of the most common mycotoxins uh, seen in urine. And again, it's a urine test. It's, it's easily done, and its turnaround time is about a week. Uh, there is Great Plains Lab. Now, Great Plains Lab uh, is a lab that runs other toxins as well that I mentioned. You know, the, uh, they have a... Uh, a general tox panel which looks at toxins that I mentioned earlier. The uh, it, it looks at 
the perchlorates, the benzenes, the flame retardants, the phthalates, and, and uh, much, much more. They also have a glyphosate test. So pretty much you can give one urine sample and, and you know, all, uh, all three tests are done, the mycotoxin, the glyphosate, and the tox panels. Again, you know, I have no personal affiliation with any of the labs. This is just information. Um, so keeping in mind Dr. Shoemaker's testing, the lab results will be evaluated. So if you have a child who comes out very high with mycotoxins, like recently I had a mother, you know, uh, whose child came back with like in the thousands and the range is anywhere from like five to 40 and this is thousands, then that gives you a clue that there is, you know, a huge dietary um, mold factor going on, and that was accurate because mom was, uh, you know, had been to another practitioner who told her that doing fermented foods is very beneficial for the gut. And I know that there is a certain point of view, you know, uh, that that subscribes to that idea for children on the spectrum, and that's what she was doing. You know, a, a lot of raw fermented food products for her son, you know, uh, trying to help him, but. That, that's just the background. A couple of the tests. So here we go, right? Test, test your environment. Test your urine if you want to. Uh, Dr. Shoemaker's blood panel is the best. Um, then we have a nasal swab for multiple antibiotic-resistant coagulase-negative staph bacteria and biofilm that accumulates deeply within the sinuses of people exposed to mold. And the toxins can cross over the blood-brain barrier and cause a, 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 you know, a lot of inflammation and damage in the brain. Uh, it is important to also go on survivingmold.com, no other website, only survivingmold.com, and do the visual contrast sensitivity test, the VCS test, which is, you know, uh, for those children who are savvy on the computer, uh, it is it is almost like a game. You know, do you see the squiggly lines or do you don't? Uh, so these are some of the, the tests that have to be run, and then you can come to a conclusion. Uh, what is the toxin load? What is the mycotoxin load? And what is the biotoxin load? Um, how do you treat, Karen? So the first thing you do is you obviously remove the patient from ongoing toxin exposure. It could be home, work, school, car, therapy. Uh, there are air purifiers available. You need to clean up the diet. You can reduce the inflammatory cytokines. Uh, there are several herbal formulas which can be used to reduce the inflammation, uh, the inflammatory cytokines in the brain, to reduce the inflammation in the brain and the gut. Uh, gut healing comes into play. Uh, removing these biological toxins from the body. That becomes important. So multiple toxin binders, um, there needs to be digestive and metabolic support because mycotoxins affect the hypothalamus and the melanocyte-stimulating hormone uh, and uh, vasoactive intestinal peptide. Uh, and these are very anti-inflammatory and uh, uh, very regulatory in the gut, like helping absorb uh, nutrients, you know, when you eat. Um, and we know that many autistic children are picky eaters to begin with. Um, one also needs to have a plan in place for accidental exposure because, you know, you're investing time and money and resources into all of this. And then if there is accidental exposure uh, and your child belongs to the 25% of, of the population, you know, that is uh, uh, genetically predisposed, then the deterioration can be pretty rapid. 
So make sure that you have a accidental exposure plan in place with your uh, with your practitioner. Um, some of the binders that are used uh, is you know uh, the best binder is uh, cholesteramine for children. We can use Wellcall. These are conventional medicines. They do have uh, a few severe uh, gut side effects. Some children do tolerate in small amounts, but most sick children find it difficult to tolerate things like cholesteramine and well called. So for those children, we have, um, you know, there is a, uh, a Louisville clay, which comes from Europe that is, uh, has a very high affinity for absorbing mycotoxins. There is a special kind of activated charcoal. Um, it, it's called as uh, bioactive carbon charcoal or activated charcoal. Uh, this is a really great mycotoxin uh, mycotoxin binder that that I've seen. Um, often it is important to rotate. You know, maybe you have a child that that can tolerate a, a pinch of cholesteramine or a little bit of Wellcall once a day, uh, and then for the rest of the day, you know, you can do other binders like uh, apple pectin or chlorella or uh, activated charcoal or you know different kinds of clays. Um, some families don't like using clays because they have heavy metals, you know, and that is a, a whole other topic. But I've, I've used clays, uh, you know, from really good sources uh, very successfully in my, um, in my practice. Uh, it's important to restore gastrointestinal vitality. So, you know, humic minerals, uh, micro minerals, amino acids, aloe, uh, glutamine, trace minerals uh, are important, and uh, avoiding all kinds of gluten. Often, often avoiding amylose or you know common starchy foods, um, uh, vegetables that grow under the ground like potatoes and carrots. Uh, those need to be avoided for a few months, and that greatly helps to bring inflammation down. There are specific probiotics like. like like lactobacillus, et cetera, that can be used as well. Great. And we'll continue this a little bit when we come back. We need to take a short break right here, but this is really important information. So you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay with us. We will be right. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we are talking about one of the very, very important co-infections of autism, one of the comorbid co-infections, and it is mold biotoxin and uh, the damage it can do to the brain and that it can pre prevent your child from being able to recover from their symptoms of autism. And there are a lot more things to do. Uh, before the break, we were talking about how important it is just in general, but also for the mold biotoxin issue, you still need to go through what I call the four stages uh, of to naturally recover. You've got to, you've got to really heal the gut. You've got to have them on the right diet. You've got to get some good minerals, certain supplements in there that are are going to help to to benefit the body and then remove some of the uh, the toxins as well. And um, I do have I do want to share with you. I've got an online program. It's called the Autism Moms Mentor Program. In that, I utilize Doctor Deshore's herbal protocols, and that is something that we we cover in the program and. 
and it's important to have guidance. They're they're not available just outside of that program because or a program because it's very important to have guidance when using these and know that you want to be certain that the system is supported uh, with these binders, the correct gut healing, the correct supplements, the other things that are involved um, for the the safest best outcome and to support the body while it's detoxifying. So if you're interested in that, um, on the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold, at the bottom there, you can see uh, the resources that that I do offer and uh, learn more about them there. So Dr. Deshore, you were talking about, again, some of these really important things about certain uh, foods that will contribute. And of course, minerals are very important to get the right minerals in and certain binders and gut healing work. So um, what else do you have to share around that um, for uh, for us today? Yes, uh, bile support and liver support is very important for detoxification as uh, many parents of autistic children might know, and that is no different for mold, uh, for biotoxin illness and mold exposure. So digestive enzymes have to be regular, bile salts, fertility agents like potassium, magnesium to keep Keep the uh, keep the bowel movements coming. Um, you know, Takasumi Supreme, Microchitosan. These are some of the other names I can give you. Uh, sometimes, you know, glutathione is very helpful um, in increasing the antioxidants, supporting the mitochondria, uh, having the adequate probiotics on board, having the, the beneficial yeast on board. Uh, sometimes, you know, uh, having fibrinolytic enzymes like lumbrokinase, serapeptidases. That really helps, um, and you mentioned earlier that other toxins like uh, uh, heavy metals, you know, uh, zeolite, xenoestrogens have to be detoxed. Very important nasal spray. Uh, Dr. Shoemaker's protocol has the PEG spray, which is an antibiotic nasal spray for the nasal bacteria, the Marcons we spoke about earlier. Uh, the autistic population, most parents, 99% of parents want to stay away from antibiotics for obvious reasons. So uh, a couple of years ago, I, I came up and, and you mentioned, you know, my proprietary herbal formulas, and that's one of them. It's formula one. It's the nasal spray. And again, with herbal formulas, you know, you can dilute, you can, uh, you can start low and slow. There is no additional uh, resistance that can develop. And um, formula one contains the best of uh, Western herbs along with the best of uh, Ayurvedic herbs along with a, uh, a biofilm busting agent as well. And we're seeing phenomenal results across the world, actually. You know, they're, they're being utilized because um, there, there isn't a whole lot of local treatment that is available for biotoxin illness, and the awareness is, uh, is really increasing. So that is about the treatment. There are certain essential oils that can be used as well. You know, so I, I typically advocate... Uh, nasal spray. Uh, I have a Formula 2 essential oil blend, which is a culmination of four years of research into a proprietary blend, which just uh, really takes care of mold and viruses and bacteria in the environment. So you can run it in, in a diffuser, you know, in, in a Epsom salt bath, detox bath. Uh, there, there are many ways of using that. And the third part, so Formula 1, 2, and 5, Five is for dental health because uh, over 70% of the children I see have dental issues because of Marcons, and research shows that Marcons will cause 
additional decay, especially if there is underlying Lyme and parasites. And I know you've done shows on those. Um, one important thing I wanted to mention was about gut health. And I've had many, many children that have been diagnosed with, with you know, uh, the, the autism enteritis or autism gastritis and have been treated conventionally with the uh, with, you know, localized steroids and anti-inflammatories. Some have even done Humira, uh, which, which is a biological that shuts down your immune system. And they've actually gotten worse. And that's because uh, there is underlying mycotoxins and low uh, MSH hormone levels that have gone undetected. Uh, and, you know, so inflammation is flaming underneath. And it, it, even if you try to use Heavy-duty medications like methotrexate has been used. That really hasn't helped these children. And um, so we have to look at immune modulation for these uh, children that are severely gut compromised. And one of the most beneficial uh, natural thing to use is camel milk. Uh, camel milk, Karen, you and I are on the, uh, and I'm one of the founding members for IFCAM, I-F-C-A-M, uh, that is the International Forum for Camel Advocacy and Medicine. So that is where, you know, we, we are building a public forum where patients and parents can interact with uh, renowned camel milk experts from around the world, like Professor Ruben Yagil. Uh, we also have Dr. Scott McMahon, who is the number one uh, mold biotoxin illness doctor on the planet right now he's he's one of my uh, one of my mentors and he's in, he's on board as well and you are and and I think um, you know we can really educate people about the value of camel milk now camel milk has um, you know it is very different from cow milk it has immunoglobulins it has um, uh, it has let's see uh, there is no beta casein there is no beta lactose no beta lactoglobulin. It helps with intestinal uh, uh, intestinal tissue repair, and and we shall talk more in a minute, I guess. Yeah, we need to take a short break right here. We're gonna just touch back on this when we come back. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Please stay with us. We will. Be- Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom 
who's done it. Hi there. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and thank you so much for being here, being a proactive parent, getting the resources that you need for your children and the natural resources. Today, we have been talking with Dr. Jody DeShore on the mold biotoxin issue, which is one of the comorbid or co-infections of autism that can prevent your child from getting better if it's not treated properly and if you don't know about it, which a lot of people don't even know about it. Um, we were talking also, Dr. DeShore, you were mentioning camel's milk, and I know there's a lot of curiosity around this. And I do want to mention that on April 16th, in a few weeks, Dr. DeShore will be coming back and we will be doing our show around camel's milk because there is so much interest on in this today um, that parents are wanting to know about. So very important that we will be, and in the month of April, I haven't shared yet, I will be coming, uh, I thought that I was going to have the link for you today. Uh, it it uh, will, if you subscribe on my website at naturallyrecoveringautism.com or, um, or um, you know, if you've gotten the webinar, then uh, I'll be able to send you my, the link to uh, every day of the month of April for 30 days. I'm giving out a free resource every day uh, with PDFs, video tutorials, um, checklists, various things that can help you with your child. So please make sure that you tune in for that. Uh, it'll also be released on my Facebook page at uh, facebook.com forward slash naturally recovering autism. So I just want to make sure I did tell you about that. And we'll talk more about that in next week's show as well. Uh, so Dr. Deshore, um, so that we're going to go further into camel's milk in the future. Can you give information a little bit? I know there's some, we don't have much time left here for today, but it's very important that you touch on a, a few of the important aspects that people need to know about right off the bat with camel's milk. So people don't just go out and start loading up on it. Correct. Yes, that is a, a very good point that you bring up, Karen, because, you know, uh, camel milk does have nano antibodies, nano immunoglobulins, and uh, sometimes the, the effect can be akin, can be same, similar to having an uh, IVIG treatment or intravenous immunoglobulin treatment done. And, and it is not a good idea to load up on camel milk. Uh, the important aspect here to remember is that we are looking at for a very gentle immune modulatory effect. It has to be gentle, it, you know, because uh, mold will compromise your acquired immune system and Lyme disease and other toxins compromise, I'm sorry, mold will compromise your innate immune system uh, and the Lyme disease, comorbid infections, and other toxins will compromise your acquired immune system. So both the branches of your immune system are off track. So anything that modulates the immune system needs to be used under careful consideration. So I would really encourage your listeners to tune in on April 16th, where we will go in depth how camel milk. Like just to give you an example, I've had to start, even with my own son, we had to start with one teaspoon and see how he responds. And then there is this whole other thing about raw milk and pasteurized and different kinds of pasteurization. And, you know, kids with FRA or folate receptor antibodies. Uh, so there is a lot of things to consider before just, you know, going ahead and, and ordering, you know, camel milk. And it's, it's not cheap either. So 
you need to you need to pr proceed wisely and well informed. Right. Thank you very much for that. I know somebody said they wanted to start using it as a milk replacement, knowing that their child couldn't have cow's milk, and that is that's not the way to use it. You might even just have to start out start with something like a drop a day. So uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We're out of time. As you can see, all this fabulous information, really important information, goes by really quick. There's so much to know. Thank you, Dr. Deshore, for being here with us today. Dr. Deshore's site is bionexushealth.com, and you can find the links to everything and things that we discussed today at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash mold. Have a great week. We'll see